We all have questions. We all need answers. It is on this program that we get our answers from the Bible. It's time to Ask the Preacher with Rev. Carl Gallops of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in Milton, Florida. Welcome to another edition of Ask the Preacher. This is your host, Mike Bates, and with me in the studio is the pastor of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in Milton, Florida, Reverend Carl Gallops. Welcome, Carl. Hello, Mike. have a question for you today that has to do with money. Oh, good. We're going to talk about people's money. Church money. Church money. Okay. <laughs> and that is this. Does God really care if I tithe? And if you would, before you give the answer to that question, if you would kind of define for us what a tithe actually is, I'd appreciate that. Okay. And then answer the question, does okay. God really care if I tithe? Okay. That is a, boy, you're right. That's a good question. And when you talk about money, especially here in America, in a capitalist society, nothing wrong with capitalism. I love it. But in a capitalist society, money makes the culture work and money becomes a very important thing to people. And when you start talking about people's money and how they should spend it and how they should appropriate their money to the things of God and what kind of benefits uh, they'll get if they do, or what kind of curses they'll get if they don't, it surely makes for some controversial uh, discussion. But anyway, Mike, to answer your two questions you asked, what is a tithe, and then does God really care if we tithe? The word tithe, I believe, uh, comes from a Latin term. Uh, It simply means tenth, a tenth. So in its literal sense, it means a tenth of something valuable to you. Um, and, and in the Old Testament days, before in, in, in ancient days, before there was coinage, before there was a system of, of money exchange, um, people uh, exchanged goods and services. And that was the system of barter. Uh, was uh, was with goods and services. And so in the early, early Old Testament days, when you hear people uh, commanded uh, to bring the tithe to the storehouse or to the temple, if you will, or to the altar, um, often that tithe was represented by uh, uh, valuable things that they had, uh, their flocks, uh, their crops, and there's another interesting concept that goes with the tithe, Mike, and that is called the, the concept of the first fruits. And mm-hmm. that is, in ancient days, when the fields first began producing the fruit of the crop, whatever the crop was, it was common knowledge that the very first crop that came in, the first fruits that came in, were the most valuable. And isn't it interesting that the commandment was, to bring unto the Lord your first fruits, not your middle fruits, not your last fruits, not your leftover fruits, but your first fruits. Now that applies to a principle in modern day tithing, and we'll discuss that in a moment, but I'm just kind of setting the premise here first, Mike. And, and so the tithe means 10%. That what didn't always refer specifically to money. And it doesn't have to refer specifically to money today, but it it meant bringing a portion of that, specifically 10%, but a portion of all of, of that with which God has blessed you with all of it. And he says, bring a portion of that, the first fruits specifically, to the altar. Now, what did they do when they brought them to the altar? They burnt them up. 
<laughs> now that's now that's that's an amazing concept. They burnt them. Now now certain portions went to the storehouse. Certain portions were actually used to support the priest. And you say, oh well, the priest had a racket going. No, no, because everybody was under this barter system. So how's a priest going to eat if he can't go out and grow a field? Mm-hmm. If he's tending to the business of the temple, well, part of the first fruits that came in. Only a certain part, and it was prescribed by law. The priest couldn't go hog it up and take it all and store it. No, no, no. But he took enough to feed himself. Okay? And there's the modern-day preacher salary kind of thing if you're a full-time pastor. And so what you're doing is is hospitals and ministry and weddings and funerals and sermons and counseling. And, and it just all the time you got a big congregation where you don't have time to, 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 to work somewhere else. So, so, so the church provides for the preacher to eat, okay? And that's where that concept came from, the first fruits. But a portion would go to the priest, but the vast majority of it was burnt up on the altar. You might say, wow, that's a good waste of sheep and it cattle and It does seem awfully food. wasteful. Yeah, but the bottom, but the thing is, it's, it's the same thing today. When, when I tell people, see, I tithe regularly. I give more than a tithe, and we'll discuss that in a moment too. But I tell the folks at our church regularly, folks, we're not taking up a collection this morning. This isn't taking up the preacher's salary. This isn't taking up an offering. It is worshiping the Lord with our tithes and offerings, and your pastor does it. See, I hold my check up. When we come down, when the ushers come down, I stand at the pulpit. I hold my check up and show the people. Folks, and I invite them. I say, please join with me as I worship the Lord with my tithes and my offerings. This is something I've done long before I was a pastor, mm-hmm. and God has blessed me for it. Now, he hadn't made me a millionaire, and we'll talk about that in a moment, too. But, I mean, he's blessed me in ways I can't even count on paper. But, but I show the people that this is something we all do together. Now, now, what happens to that tithe? Well, we don't literally burn it up on the altar, but what it is, it is, it is burnt up in that it is expended through, through the budget of the church and missions and evangelism and outreach, and we use it on heating and air and buying literature, and we pay the pastors their salaries, all that. But it's gone. It's burnt up, if you will. And, and, and the theological understanding there is, is that whatever we bring, whether it's cattle, sheep, or fruit of the field in the Old Testament days, or whether it's financial monetary assets in New Testament days, we lay it on the altar as a sacrifice unto the Lord. Now, the word sacrifice doesn't mean, oh, goodness, this, is, this hurts so bad. But what it means is you're willing to let it go and and, and burn it up on the altar. Now, so so that's what a tithe is. So why do we tithe? And, and, and then I'm going to get to your question, does God really care? Why do we tithe? Well, if you're burning it up on the altar, in the Old Testament days, if you're burning up the food, if you're burning up the sheep, if you're burning up the cattle, obviously God doesn't need that stuff. I mean, because right. it ain't getting to Him. <laughs> it's, it's burning up. All right. so, so it's not about what God needs but it's about what God knows that we need. What is it we need? We need to know several things. We need to know that all of the abundance that we have comes from God. The Bible says all good things come from God. The abundance of our fields, the abundance of our herds, the abundance of our finances, our food, our shelter, our clothing, these things come from God. They're gifts of God to us. We need to know that. Number two, we need to know who our real God really is. I tell people this all the time. Tithing is not so much doing anything to or for God, but it is God's way of allowing us to test ourselves every week. Is God really God? Or is my money God? My things God? Mm -hmm. Is my bank account God? I mean, it's a real quick way of knowing because I I hear things all the time, Mike, as a pastor. Well, I don't believe in tithing. Okay, well, you've just told me a mouthful. Number one, you've told me you don't know what the scriptures say. 
<laughs> number one. Number two, you've told me that your money is more important to you than your relationship with God. See, be careful. Be careful. Sometimes I tell people, be careful what you say to your pastor. Just because we smile knowingly and don't comment doesn't mean that we're not thinking about what you've just told us. Somebody says to me, preacher, I, I don't believe in tithing. That's Old Testament stuff. Obviously, they don't know the New Testament because mm -hmm. tithing is also mentioned in the New Testament out of the mouth of Jesus himself. And he affirms tithing. We'll get to it in just a moment. But obviously, they don't know the New Testament. Secondly, they're telling me their money is more important than their relationship with God. And see, that's what tithing really is about at its, at its, at its root level, at its foundational level, Mike. It's not about what we're doing for God. God doesn't need our money. doesn't need our sheep or our cattle or our, or our first fruits. He doesn't need a dollar bill. What is a dollar bill? It's a piece of paper with a dead president's picture on it. That's all it is. That a government says is good for barter. Now, if the government doesn't exist anymore, the money's no good. Ask the Confederate States. Mm -hmm. See, so that's all it is. It's just it's a piece of paper. The only reason it has value is because there's a government backing it that has wealth formed in oil and gold and silver, et cetera, that says it's good. We'll, we'll, we'll make it good. It's a system of barter. That's all money is. So God doesn't need that. He doesn't need a piece of green paper with a dead president's picture on it from some little blip in history, 200-year country. God doesn't need that. But he knows that we need to be able to let go of a certain and sizable, yes, sizable portion of it, and be willing to let it burn up on the altar in front of our eyes as a way of saying, God, we recognize that it all came from you in the first place. And I trust you with my sustenance tomorrow. I trust you. I worship you. I thank you. I make this offering unto you. Now, can God use these things for his glory, for his kingdom? Of course, because, for example, at Hicker Hammock, we take that money, uh, we, we, we use it in missions and evangelism and outreach. It goes into the community. It goes to scholarships for training pastors and missionaries. It goes into the community, the Pregnancy Resource Center, uh, the Florida Baptist Children's Home here in Pensacola. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on. I don't want to bore people with all the stuff Hicker Hammock does, but I mean, the money isn't literally burned up, but it is dispersed. And as far as the individual giver is concerned, it's burned up. It's gone mm -hmm. from their hand. But, of course, God does use it for his kingdom work. And that's our responsibility to make sure it's used appropriately. And so this is how God, this is how the cycle works. So the answer to your question, that's what a tithe is. It literally means 10, 10%. And then uh, what's the concept behind it? Well, it's, we're not doing anything for God. It's what God's doing for us. And that's why it is commanded of us to tithe. And then, of course, to answer your question, I think I probably already have, um, does God really care if we tithe or not? Well, yes and no. <laughs> no, he doesn't in that it does nothing for him. But yes, he does in that he knows that it does a lot for us. It keeps us honest with ourselves about our relationship with God. And therefore, it is a commandment. Now, no, it's not one of the Ten Commandments, but it is found throughout scriptures as a commandment to bring the tithe into the storehouse, bring the tithe unto the altar, bring the tithe. Now, people ask me sometimes, Mike, what's the difference between tithe and offerings? Well, uh, there really is a little difference. An offering, in its purest biblical definition, is anything you give over and above the legalistic requirement, if you will, of tithing. Mm -hmm. Now, I use the word legalistic loosely because um, people say to me, well, you know, should I, 
should I really tithe? What if I want to give 8%? What if I want to give 7%? Well, the standard is 10%. The standard is the tithe. Now, for me and my house, we've been doing this a long time, Mike. We give well over a tithe, well over, uh, through tithes and offerings. I, we call what we give in my house a tithe, but it really, I don't know what it is now, percentage, 14, 15, 16, 17%. We call that our tithe, but it's way over the 10%. We usually lo loosely use that term tithe, but we also give offerings. What does that mean? Well, we give to missions and missions offerings. We help other people. We give to benevolence offerings. Maybe some kids going to camp, they can't pay their way. We give that money to them. Uh, so between our tithes and our offerings, I know the IRS must scratch their head when they look at our tax returns. It's like, <laughs> nobody gives this much. You know, but and I'm not saying that we're great or anything. I'm, a lot of Christians do this, um, but but we do. We give way more than a tithe through our tithes and our offerings. And you know, Mike, it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, you do your books. You think about that. You say, yeah, but what if you've taken all those dollars, those tens of thousands of dollars over over decades, and put them in the bank? Think of the money you'd have now. Yes, all things being equal, I'd probably be a millionaire. But all things aren't equal, Mike. How do I know what things God has put his hand over to protect me from? How do I know what things God has multiplied in my life and the blessings he's given me? I, I know, for example, and I'm not going to get into the detail, but somebody provided for me to own a nice home here in the community four years ago. They sold it to me at a ridiculously under market value price. Now, four years later, that home is worth three times what I paid for it. And it's in a very exclusive part of the neighborhood. And I know people look at it and say, boy, it must be nice to be a Baptist preacher. <laughs> no, if they only knew that God provided that opportunity, totally unbeknownst to me, I didn't ask for it. I didn't, it was provided to me. And God has blessed and blessed and blessed. And I'm convinced, Mike, that the reason God did that is because I've been faithful with my tithe for many years. So you see, there's a way that God has brought riches unto me totally undeserved that I could have never afforded that house where it is, but yet God provided it for me. And I'm convinced it's one of God's ways of saying, okay, you have been honorable with the tithe. Now I'm going to bless you. I know we need to take a break. We, we do. And many people who think that 10% is too much, simply look at it this way. You're not giving 10%. God's letting you keep 90%. Yeah. Right. I really want to address some of those things when we come back okay. because I've got a, a head full of stuff like that I'd like to say. But if the 10% tithe is, to use your loose term, legalistic way to do it, yeah. is giving 20 or 30 or 40 or 50% better, or, and this is not a trick question when I come back, as Jesus said, perhaps, unless I'm misinterpreting, which I might be, is giving 100% even better. I will give Carl the opportunity, opportunity to answer that question when Ask the Preacher continues. Welcome back to Ask the Preacher. I'm Mike Bates. With me in the studio, Reverend Carl Gallups of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church. The question for today is, does God really care if we tithe? And we spent the first segment of this program discussing what tithing is and giving the 10% and the valuation and the riches that come back to you. My question for you now, Carl, is would Jesus rather you just give it all to the church? And I'll tell you why I asked the question. Of course, it's the story of the widow's mite. I don't think that's mm -hmm. a secret to anybody that has even some nominal knowledge of the Bible. Mark chapter 12. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a fraction of a penny. 
Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. That's Mark chapter 12, verses 41 through 44. Mm-hmm. So if 10% is good, is 100% 10 times better? Okay. The lesson of that account is not necessarily that if 10% is good, 100% is better. The lesson of that account is what I tried to say, and I didn't really do a good job of it in the first segment, but what I was trying to say in the first segment is that the tithe is not a matter of legalism nearly as much as it is a matter of the heart. And so people who make it legalistic wind up really not securing the blessing that God intended nearly as much as those who make it simply a matter of the heart. And, and so the lesson of that story is that it's not the amount, it's not, even, it's not even who has the most that matters because, again, God doesn't need our money. The lesson of the story is that here was here were people who had a lot and they gave a lot and and that's fine. Now if they're giving it like okay God now you owe me, well that's not fine. If they're giving it like oh gosh look what I'm doing for God, that's not fine. If they're doing it like everybody look see how much money I'm putting in, that's not fine. See they're they're losing their blessing. On the other hand, here's a woman who just worshipped God. And she realized that her daily sustenance came from the Lord. And she loved him with all of her heart and soul and mind. And for whatever reason, at that particular moment, she was overwhelmed with the desire to give God everything she had on her possession at that time. And she puts in her two little coins. It's all that she has at that point. And Jesus, was his heart was touched by that. He was saying, look, she doesn't have much. She gave everything. Because, she, because she, it was an act of worship, it was an act of love, it was an act of adoration, it was an act of trust, it was an act of faith. That's what tithing is about, Mike. It's not about the money. It's not about how many sheep we own and how many sheep we put on the altar. It's not about how much money we make and how much money we put on the altar. But it is about the worshiper's heart. And you're correct, Mike. If in giving the 10%, we think we're free to do with the 90% that's left, whatever we want, we're wrong. Because, mm-hmm. see, as a Christian, we're accountable for all of it. In other words, if I gave 10%, but then I took the other 90%, and I bought pornography with it, and I gambled with it, and I bought lottery tickets with it, and I filled my refrigerator full of liquor and beer, and, and, uh, and, 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 I, and I paid for prostitutes with it, and just, you know, just immersed that 90% in godlessness, well, I said, but you know, God, I gave my 10%, and I leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Well, see, but... But but if that's your heart, then you've even lost the blessing of the 10%. Because the whole thing is not about the money per se. It's not even about the percentage per se. It is about the heart of the worshiper and our attitude towards God. And do we understand that all of the abundance we have comes from the Lord? Well, and... I'm almost afraid to ask this question now, (laughs) (laughs) because you've spent so much time saying that this is not a legalistic thing, break out your calculator, perfect 10%. Ask whatever you want. But I do sometimes have to play devil's advocate on this program. Should you tithe on the gross or the net? That was my question. How did you you know know that? Because people ask me that all the time, should you tithe on the gross or the net? And here's my answer. The government takes out so much, so do we we tithe on the gross or the net? Well, uh, okay, let me me answer that, because people ask me that question all the time, and it's a fair question. I think it is. And here's my answer. Are you ready, Mike? I'm ready. You ready to have your hair pinned back? (laughs) Okay. Here's my answer. It depends. 
do you want God's blessing on the gross or the net? (laughs) (laughs) See, I've got a tricky little answer, but really it's a biblical answer. No, the biblical standard is on the gross, Mm -hmm. the first fruits of all that God blesses you with. That's the biblical standard. That's how my wife and I tithe. We We don't look at what I bring home. We look at what is my salary? What are our assets? Because it's more than just my salary. My wife earns a little here and there and, you know, things like that. So what are our assets? Okay. And then we figure out there what our tithe is. Now, now we're not legalistic about it anymore. In other words, we know what 10%. We give over 10%. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, and, and through our offerings, and I've already said this, even way more than that. But so it's, so it's a lot easier for us now. Number one, it's just a matter we're going to do it. Now, how does the application of first fruits apply to my, my wife's life? And, and how do I preach that to other people? I say, look, let your tithe check be the first check you write. Even over and above paying bills? Yeah. Yeah. Even over and above savings? Yes. Yes. Your first fruits. Mm-hmm. Figure out what your gross is. Figure out what that would have. And the way my wife and I do it, we know what our gross is. And so then we figure out, we divide that by 52, you know, because we give every week. Okay. And so then we know what that is. And that's what we write our check for. And then, of course, as the year goes on, we'll find other needs that will come along, uh, missions, evangelism, outreach, things like that, benevolence, and we'll write checks for those as the Lord puts it on our heart to do that. And so, uh, but that, that's the answer to your question, Mike. Um, the, the biblical standard is to tithe on the gross. The cute answer that I get people thinking with is, it depends. Do you want God's blessings on the net or the gross? That would get them to thinking. Yeah. Well, let me ask another question that's not quite as legalistic. And that is that if this 10%, again, loosely, because I understand it's, it's the concept, it's yeah. not the calculator. It's the you heart, know. that's right. It, it is the heart, exactly. Um, does... Your, your being anybody, not you, uh-huh. Carl, does your contribution to other charities, yes. be it Habitat for Humanity, yeah, Cancer Society, the Food Bank, that kind mm-hmm. of thing, other very good godly works, mm-hmm. does that count towards your 10% or should that be above and beyond the 10% that is specifically well, allocated for your place of worship. Right. Well, remember when you say count, remember God's not keeping a ledger in the sense that he doesn't need it. But I, but I understand the, the, the spirit of your question. The biblical standard is the tithe comes to the storehouse. The tithe comes to your local place of worship because it's through that that you receive the benefit of it as well as you have uh, say so over the disbursement of those funds in one way or another. So the tithe, the biblical standard is the tithe comes to your local church. Um, that's what I practice. That's what I encourage other people to practice. That's what I practiced long before I was a pastor. So that's not just a mm-hmm. preacher answer. That is a that is the biblical answer. Now, offerings go over and above that. So my wife and I, we support other ministries outside the church. Uh, if you want to support other good causes, that's fine. But some good causes are not connected to the kingdom of God much at all. So that's the answer to your question. One other thing I'd like to address before we go, people sometimes say, well, tithing is not a New Testament thing. Yes, it is. Matthew 23, 23, Jesus affirms the tithe. He says, you must tithe, but don't neglect the more important things like justice, faithfulness, and mercy. In other words, if all it was... All it took was putting a dollar bill in the offering plate and that we'd be right with God. That'd be easy. Jesus says it's way more than that. Tithing is the easiest thing we do. But justice, faithfulness, mercy, these things are the more difficult things which require daily faith. Putting a dollar bill in the offering plate, Mike, ought to be the easiest thing a Christian ever does in their service to God. It's funny here in America, we try to make it one of the hardest. Well, we should give from our substance, not from our abundance. 
Because if we have God's love, we have all the abundance we need. That's right. That's right. Well, Carl, we are out of time. I do appreciate, as always, you coming in and doing this program. It is an outstanding service to the community. The website for your church, www.hickoryhammockbaptist.org. Correct. Fantastic website. It's got answers to these and other questions and a lot of biblical research tools as well. Carl, would you please close us in I prayer? I will. Jesus, we acknowledge this day that everything comes from your hand to us, all good things, and that tithing is the very easiest thing we can do. I pray, Lord, that we would use all of the resources you give us to bring glory to your name, and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.